Welcome you on in to another episode of the Big Time Sports Podcast Show. Mitch Spinell and Mitchell Bally here to give you the latest of what's going on in the sporting world. Mitch, good to be back here for another week of this man. Got a lot to talk about coming up this hour. Mitch, good to be back. It's been a long week away from each other, at least through the camera. Um, but yeah, we've been away for about, what, nine days, and we have a lot to talk about here. Absolutely. Before we get into that, we want to remind you guys of where you can find us on here. If you're watching on YouTube, be sure to like, subscribe, and hit the bell. Or if you're watching or if you're listening to the podcast, be sure to find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and SoundCloud. Go to our website, bigtimesportsohio.com. Find our latest stuff there. Go to our Facebook and Instagram pages at Big Time Sports Ohio, on Twitter at BTS Ohio, and at Mitch Spinell and at Mitchell Bala, everywhere else. Mitch, we're getting off to uh, some local stuff here this week because we've had a number of things that have been happening over the last a couple of days and even though it's summer school still making their marks of where they want to go for their futures we had uh some news uh, break uh, yesterday regarding the Louisville girls basketball program they're getting a new head coach yeah Mitch and that's what's crazy is like we talked about this a while ago with other schools in the areas of our respective areas excuse me getting coaches quickly and sometimes that's a good thing because maybe you have a target identified other times you didn't really necessarily go through the whole process. But yesterday, Louisville girls announced they have hired Dan Moody as the new head coach of their basketball program, uh, obviously expected to be approved by the board at the board of education meeting on Monday. But this, to me, is somebody that has a lot of familiarity with Louisville, both the boys and girls side of basketball here. And to me, Louisville played the waiting game and it seems, though, as if they played it the right way and really went through the whole process and found somebody that means a lot to both the school and the community and somebody they can trust, given the track record he has of involvement at both basketball programs at Louisville High School. And this is a guy who comes in uh, after over a decade and a half at numerous local schools. He was a head coach at Heritage Christian High School for 11 seasons before moving on to the likes of Fairless, Sandy Valley, and Lake Center Christian before spending the last three seasons at his alma mater between the Leopards Boys and Girls programs. Uh, I mean, they, they seem very uh, excited about the upcoming hire. I mean, it was uh, uh, Terry Horn, the athletic director for Louisville, saying that, quote, Coach Moody understands the game of basketball on many levels. He believes in building relationships and building players. His analytical skills in breaking down film and applying them to e everyday practices to catapult individual players to become amazing team players likely comes from his experience as a supervisor at Timken Steel. With a combination of Moody's depth of knowledge and the talented athletes currently in the program, there is no limit to what this team is capable of achieving now and for years to come, unquote. You can find that quote on BigTimeSportsOhio.com, our latest article there. I mean, he takes over a program that's still trying to find its identity a little bit. And they had uh, a second run with Jeff Cotto, who resigned uh, this past season uh, from his second tenure with the Louisville girls after coaching them for from 99 to 2008. Yeah, and Mitch, the whole thing of the familiarity with Coach Moody now is he is a Louisville grad, and even Superintendent uh, Michelle Schaefer said hiring former Louisville grads continues to speak volumes for the individuals wanting to give back to the community in which they grew up in. This is someone that knows what success at Louisville looked like at times, either as a student or being involved with the community still, and now has the familiarity factor with the girls coming up in the program and knows what he wants to do with this team. Obviously, every coach wants to build a winner. I think that's what every single program or team wants, or else we wouldn't have a lot of coaching changes in any sport. But being able to connect 
with the students to a certain degree, I think is a very big plus for both Louisville and coach Moody. He's able to relate to some of these students that are going through the halls of Louisville high school. He's able to connect them with the past of Louisville. I'm not saying that uh, coach Quoto couldn't, I'm just right. saying when you're looking at a new coach coming in that has the qualities of what she has and also walked some of those same halls and was on that same court and has been there for a number of years. I think it's going to get a lot of attention for these girls, basketball players, and they're going to listen and learn from somebody that knows exactly what they need to do to compete night in and night out during the basketball season. And ultimately kind of turn this around to where Louisville wants to be as a girls basketball program. It's going to be very interesting. And I'm, I'm curious to see how the leopards program will develop here in the next year or so, as they try to get back to their winning ways. When we come back, we'll go over some more stuff in the sporting world, including how the guardians are playing very good baseball right now. And we'll also go over some interesting stuff on draft night right after this. Hey there, folks, this is Mitch Spinell, and I want to give you guys a quick message regarding 988. If you don't know what 988 is, it was created to make it easier to remember how to get help in the event of a mental health or addiction crisis. This is different than a medical fire or police emergency where 911 should still be called immediately. 988 connects you with Stark County's Crisis Center, which is equipped to help people in emotional distress or experience a mental health or addiction crisis. So remember, 911 for medical, fire, and police emergency help, and 988 for support in overcoming a mental health crisis in Stark County. Buying a home has never been so affordable with record low interest rates. Hartzler's Quality Housing is ready to put over 40 years of experience to work for you. Family owned and operated since 1978, Hartzler's has a wide selection of model homes on site with a knowledgeable team to help make your new home a reality. Open six days a week, visit them off I-77 in Dover or online at Hartzler's.com. Hartzler's Quality Housing, quality from start to finish. You deserve the best, and at Ferris Chevrolet, Buick, Cadillac, Toyota, that's what you get. We consider you the customer to be part of our family. Anybody can make promises, but when you visit Ferris, you get the Ferris deal from a Ferris wheel. So if you're looking for a car, truck, or van, think Ferris. You invest a lot in your home and vehicle purchases. Van Nostrand Young & Associates want you to feel secure should anything happen to those investments. We partner with providers like Grange Insurance and other industry leaders to be sure you're presented with the most complete coverage to fit your needs. Because we're not only here to protect the items you invest in, we're here to protect your future as well. Call Van Noster and Young Insurance in North Canton at 330-497-1867. We all have 206 things in common. Our bones keep us up and moving. And we at Cleveland Clinic Union Hospital care about every single one of them. From the tip of your finger to a brand new hip, our orthopedic experts will keep you going while keeping you safe. For every break and breakthrough, for every bone and joint, for every care in the world. Get the care you need when and where you need it. Visit unionhospital.org. Wendy's without the Wendy's app is like nugs without the sauce. <gasps> or a Frosty without the fries. <gasps> or a hamburger without the fresh beef. No! Level 8. 
Get the app to order ahead, order delivery, earn free food, and get app-exclusive offers. One app, all the Wendy's. Offer for a limited time at participating Wendy's. Terms apply. App registration required. Fresh beef available in contiguous U.S., Alaska, and Canada. Vive Auto Sales, located on West High Avenue in New Philadelphia and Cleveland Avenue in Canton, is a used car dealership committed to getting financing for everyone. We give every customer that walks in our showrooms a prime buying experience, no matter their credit score or financial situation. Current inventory can be viewed at www.wefinancenow.com. Check out our Facebook pages for the most up-to-date information about upcoming events and promotions happening at Vive Auto Sales. Get out of the dugout and onto the field with help from Velocity Sports. Velocity Sports is a baseball and softball training academy with locations in North Canton and Canal Fulton. Our new Canal Fulton features 10,000 square feet of training space with six cages for hitting and pitching in a large commercial weight room. Velocity Sports will sharpen your skills and get you in the starting lineup. For more info, go to velosportsohio.com. Aaron back here on the Big Time Sports Podcast show. And Mitch, we now go over from uh, local talk to the Guardians talk as the team has been playing in a, in a spot that I've liked recently. Now, the team had uh, a sweep of the struggling o- Oakland Athletics this past weekend over in Cleveland. Then they invited in the Milwaukee Brewers, dropped two of three against them, but it's one of those two of three where you know, Milwaukee's playing at a very good pace right now, still tops in the National League Central, and two of the three games were close, so I'm fine with it. It's where we get to Kansas City that I think things are going to get interesting because now you're going to take on some of these teams coming up that are not going to be as good. Kansas City's not, outside of Oakland, they're probably the worst team in baseball, but last night had to rally back from a one nothing deficit late in the game, and there was a lot to talk about from that game. You had uh, another solid pitching performance from one of your rookies. You had another clutch performance from Will Brennan. And you have maybe the play, the fielding play for the Guardians of the year in what Bo Naylor was able to do last night in saving uh, what could have been a catastrophe in the eighth. And you also had Trevor Stephan pay uh, homage to 50 Cent on the first pitch that 50 Cent threw out the one time when Stephan got a tapper back to the mound and just decided to throw it to the backstop. So, I mean, it was a game full of surprises. Um, and let's also not forget on a serious note that the Guardians were without Terry Francona last night, who left the stadium. Really, Mitch, it seems like about 20 minutes before first pitch uh, in Kansas City time. And he got off to a rocky start against the A's last week as a rookie. But last night, Mitch, he was virtually unhittable, giving up one hit. Only two runners, I believe, reached second base the entire time he was there. One was after the hit. He hit a batter. I mean, he was phenomenal. He has lived up to the hype that we saw him quickly rise to the ranks as a 2021 first round draft pick for us. And the Will Brennan going home. Keep in mind last year when we called him up late in the season, we were done with our trip to Kansas city. So this was his first trip back home to the state. He was raised into a field. He had played in a few times in high school and college. And Will Brennan delivered this team. All of a sudden is starting to get that 2022. Never say die attitude back within, within the team. And you saw it against that game against the Brewers on Sunday where they came back and took it to extra innings. They ultimately fell, but this team is playing better. Bo Naylor, to your point, the best play defensively probably this year, maybe outside of Miles Straw's catch in Oakland, I think the second series of the year, sets up for a pitch out from Trevor Steffen, who Mitch, I just think he had lost all confidence at that point when he threw the ball to the backstop. 
Stefan throws it to the right batter's box. Right. When Naylor stepping out to the left side and Naylor somehow caught it, did a 360 and threw it on the money to Jimenez to tag out a base runner. It was sensational. It allowed the guardians to stay down a run moving to the top of the ninth. And then Brennan came up and drove in two with a double down the right field line. That was a big win. It really was. And, and listen, I, I know Kansas City's terrible. They're 22 and 57. They're 17 games back of first place. Brady Singer, though, for some reason, Mitch, the starting pitcher for Kansas City, seems to always have the Guardians number. And so to get that win last night, coming from behind with your backs against the wall, is a very good win. What, they've won three of their last four series, I believe, dropping the only series to Milwaukee. This team is starting to play better. And don't look now. But you know the side mirrors on your on your car that say objects and mirror are closer than they may appear. Mm-hmm. The Guardians are a lot closer in that mirror to the Twins right now. It's only a half game back in the American League Central Division. Yeah, just Minnesota hasn't quite been able to go on a streak to try and separate themselves from Cleveland in a couple of weeks now, and it's very interesting. I mean, going back to the game you mentioned, the play you mentioned with Naylor, what like it, it's a fantastic reaction time what jump did Lopez get on there to where you can have that happen and you could still throw him out? And it wasn't even like it was, it was kind of bang, bang, but it was a kind of play where you knew once the ball got there, he was out. Well, and and to your point, it was kind of bang, bang, but the ball was in Jimenez's glove as, as he slid in. I mean, so it wasn't like a catch quick tag bias style, but it was a ball there. You're out. I don't know what kind of jump he got, but also we've heard Bo Naylor has a cannon from behind the plate. Now, although his stats wouldn't necessarily show that in the minors as a catcher, however, your pitcher does play a big factor in that of what kind of throw you can get to second base in time to get a runner. Bo Naylor, all of a sudden, Mitch, after kind of a rocky start on the road out west in Arizona, starting to play a little bit better, starting to put the bat on the ball, starting to really kind of get a grip on this. And I think this is what the Guardians had to do, obviously, getting rid of Zanino. It was an automatic out and defensive liability, but now Naylor not having to worry about, Oh, if I'm, if I mess up, am I going back down and knowing he's staying here? He's starting to look like somebody that has confidence to play with knowing that, Hey, if I make a mistake, I'm still going to stay up here. But to your point, Lopez must've got a horrible read or slipped maybe, but Naylor was just sensational on that play. Absolutely. And we'll see where they go for the rest of the week. I mean, they go Kansas City here. They're on a Midwest trip a little bit. They go to Chicago as well to take on the Cubs, not the White Sox, this weekend. Then they return home for a couple of games against Atlanta, which I'll be at. And then uh, they round out the uh, rest of the pre-All-Star schedule with a four-game series against Kansas City. Then they head out to Seattle for the Midsummer Classic. When we come back, we'll go over some stuff that happened this past week, including the NBA draft with the Cavaliers stand after this draft. We'll be back right after this. The Furby Electric Supply Company has bright ideas for your home. Save money by converting to energy-efficient electrical products or add ambiance with beautiful lighting features. It begins with a professional consultation and a visit to the Furby Lighting Showroom. Then certified Furby contractors complete your project right and on time. Since 1934, four generations have built a reputation of quality and trust, and they offer emergency services too. Just visit Furby.com. That's F-U-R-B-A-Y. The Furby Electric Supply Company. 
You asked for it and we listened. Buckeye Career Center is now offering certified nail technician as an adult education program. This 216-hour course begins in November and will run Tuesday through Thursday evenings from 5 to 9 p.m. Learn manicures, pedicures, infection control, salon operations, and more. Other part-time certification courses starting this fall include phlebotomy and welding. Call 330-339-2288 to register or visit BuckeyeCareerCenter.org for more information. If you're looking for a new or pre-owned car or truck, why not see the Parkway Auto Group? Parkway is a special group of automotive experts with eight brands to satisfy your needs. Come see the difference at the Parkway Auto Group on Commercial Parkway in Dover. Eight brands and one family. It's Parkway Auto Group. Fall is in the air and part-time career enhancement courses at Buckeye Career Center are on the horizon. Registration is now open for introduction to beekeeping, basic small engine repair, and sign language. These part-time offerings run on Tuesday evenings and begin in November. Let Buckeye Career Center help you learn a new skill or advance your current skill set. Call 330-339-2288 for more information or to reserve your seat in one of these or our other part-time classes. You matter. Everyone plays a part. We all have a role. Each of us can make a difference. You do matter, and the best way to have a positive impact is to pay it forward. With each of us helping one another to cope, feel better, and know that we belong. Pass on the positivity today. Tell someone else they matter too. Alt Care. Alt Care. Where you matter. We all have 206 things in common. Our bones keep us up and moving. And we at Cleveland Clinic Union Hospital care about every single one of them. From the tip of your finger to a brand new hip, our orthopedic experts will keep you going while keeping you safe. For every break and breakthrough, for every bone and joint, for every care in the world. Get the care you need when and where you need it. Visit unionhospital.org. Employee benefits, although time-consuming and expensive, is one of the top considerations for those making a job change. At Hummel Group, we help businesses craft benefit strategies that align with company goals. Through an emphasis on cost containment, leveraging technology, and benefits administration, we save your team valuable time. Your employees call us with questions, not you. Visit HummelHelps.com or call 800-860-1060. Don't just get insurance. Get Hummel. June is National Safety Month. Did you know that 80% of injuries related to falling in a home happen in the bathroom? Mostly to folks over the age of 65. If you find it hard to get in and out of a standard bathtub and need a new walk-in shower or convenient walk-in bathtub, then call the professionals at JR Bath. JR Bath has been helping to make bathrooms beautiful and safer since 1976. Call JR Bath at 330-494-2365 or visit us at jrbath.com. Back here on the Big Time Sports Podcast show, Mitch Spinell, Mitchell Valley here. Mitch, let's go over the draft, the NBA draft, because last week we had the, the, the pretty much the unexpected happened uh, when it came to the first couple of picks. Victor Wembanyama going to the Spurs, you know, a couple of picks here and there, guys that we knew were going to go to these spots. Uh, the Cavaliers didn't have much stock in this year's draft, aside from the 49th overall selection, which came in the second round. Now they use that selection to select a guy who's had a bit of a roller coaster of a college career and one in Monty Bates. This is a guy, Mitch, who was considered a can't miss 
potential lottery pick out of high school. Went to Memphis and Penny Hardaway system, played two seasons there, had to deal with injuries and a suspension, then went over to Eastern Michigan, balled out his senior year, helped Eastern Michigan, uh, 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 played well for Eastern Michigan, even though their record didn't show uh, what, you know, they had in Bates. And then you kind of just wondered, what's this guy going to become if he can, you know, maybe salvage something in the, in the NBA. Then he gets the 49th overall selection, and now he's part of this team for the time being. Uh, time will tell if he, they decide to opt in for the G League, if they try to opt him else somewhere, if they decide, hey, maybe this guy's set for our roster. I mean, what is your take on this pick? Because I do find it interesting. I just don't know if it's going to be as immediately impactful. Like, this, is, this isn't this is like a first-round selection where it's like, oh, you know this guy's going to be in the eight-man, nine-man rotation come October. Mitch, to me, this is a pick of a diamond in the rough if he gets it together. We know what Bates can do. We saw it last year at Eastern Michigan. I mean, he is a sensational s- scorer. He is a big player. He's a forward. And he has his issues of staying healthy and off the court issues. But at pick 49, this is low risk, high reward, in my opinion. This is a player that, if in the right system, can flourish and become a huge factor on the floor for the Cleveland Cavaliers. You talked about earlier on in his career, he was really a consensus lottery pick if he would have went to the draft. Obviously, it didn't happen. And so for the Cavs, obviously not having a whole lot of stock in the draft, obviously only one selection in this draft. I love the pick. I really do. There's nothing I can say that gets me... I mean, who else were they going to take? And here, if it works out, you're talking about a potential second round pick becoming, and this might sound crazy, becoming a superstar because you can't teach size and athleticism and what he has, a lot of players don't have. And the the ability to score the ball at his size, Mitch, is also something you can't teach. And so now it's more of making sure his head's on straight, getting him in a facility to make sure he stays healthy and prehabs instead of rehabs. And telling him, look, we don't need you to be the guy that comes in and scores all the points you did for for Eastern Michigan. We need you to come in and play meaningful minutes off the bench, which the Cavs need bench players. We saw it firsthand in the playoffs. And maybe this is a great pickup for the Cavs. And if not, Mitch, how often do you see the 49th overall selection really contribute? To me, it's not a whole lot of a risk if he doesn't pan out. But if he does pan out, Kobe Altman may have just done another great job in the draft and adding a player for the Cleveland Cavaliers. No, the closest Cleveland equivalent of an athlete like this I can I can think of, and I don't really compare these two in terms of personality or or play style, obviously because they're in different sports, is uh, Antonio Callaway. When the Browns drafted him very late in the 20, what was it, 19 draft, 2020 draft, and the guy had flash. The guy could have been a first-round talent, just couldn't put his head on straight. And we saw it here uh, the last couple of weeks where the Cowboys released him after driving with a suspended license. Well, going back to, excuse me one second. Going back to your uh, point on uh, what might've been a steal, Gilbert Arenas of all people ha- on his podcast this past week, Gil's arena said that Bates might be the steal of the draft. And he was mad that his former team, the Orlando magic didn't uh, target him with either of its two picks. Uh, this is a guy that averaged 19 points a game for Eastern Michigan this past season, 5.8 rebounds. He was the only player in the conference to finish in the top 25 in scoring, rebounding, steals, assists, 
and blocked shots. So, you know, it's a guy that can play for sure. And uh, I'm very curious to see where he ends up in the Cleveland lineup. Should he be with uh, Cleveland here? Uh, what, what, do you, what do you got? Well, I was just going to, for everybody out there that is not familiar, he is six foot 10, mm. 170 pounds. Now listen, 170 pounds at the four, probably maybe the three occasionally, if they're going to go with a giant lineup, like they did when we had Larry Markinen and Mobley and Allen, he's going to have to put on some weight. I mean, we saw what happened to Evan Mobley. Obviously he's a seven footer in the paint, but Bates more than likely will be in the paint more times than not. But at the same time, Mitch, and I'm not comparing him to him, but it's almost the same equivalent in a sense. He could be a lesser Kevin Durant when it comes to shooting the basketball. Hmm. Unguardable from the perimeter. I mean, what are you going to do? Put a center on him? If so, he's going to drive right past him. And if you leave him wide open, he has shown you in his film from college, he can make you pay if you leave him open from deep. And so from Gilbert Arenas' point, Mitch, I agree. This could very well be the steal of the draft. Now, we'll have to wait and see. Things have to work out for both sides. He obviously has to want it just as bad as the Cavs want it for him. But for a team that is looking to make moves to improve the roster, to make Donovan Mitchell happy as we have two years left with Donovan Mitchell before he would become a free agent. And to really maybe put somebody in there that if Mitchell does leave, you can kind of thrust into the lineup. This was a great pick. I'm very, very happy with it. And I was honestly shocked to see he made it all the way to 49 because you mentioned he was a lottery pick just, what, two years ago before he really had some injuries cost him in Memphis? I, I'd say about four years ago when he was coming out of high school, yeah. Yeah, but, man, oh, man, if this, this works out, this this is a home run. You just got to hope it works out, and you got to hope he wants it too. No, I'm hoping Gilbert's right, and I should I have to correct myself before we go to uh, my next topic, which was I mentioned that all, only player in the conference leading scoring, rebounding, all that. That was Anthony Black out of Arkansas, who the Magic took with their first of two selections in the draft. That's why you proofread everything before you read it. This stuff I did proofread before I read it today, or before I'm reading it to you today, because this Tobias Harris thing that came out this past week, there was a report. Uh, well, first of all, we know the Sixers are shopping Tobias Harris in, in potential trade talks. Uh, there was It was Keith Pompey of the Philadelphia Inquirer saying that they're asking for quote-unquote outrageous prices in return. And then a source said the Sixers told the Cavs it would take a package of Evan Mobley, Jared Allen, and a draft pick in order for them to, to agree to a trade for Harris. Like, look, Harris has provided some good moments for the Sixers over the last couple of seasons, and he has this mammoth contract of five years, $180 million, that he still owed about $39 million worth of left. There, he's 30 years old. There's no reason to trade two, your two top big men and a pick for one guy. That, that, that plays off as Philadelphia trying to pull something on the Cavs to where they panic and think they only have two years of Donovan Mitchell left. So therefore, you need a guy like Harris to come in and fill that gap. But that doesn't make any sense because you'd still need at least one of those two big men, probably Mobley. That that made that made zero sense to me when I first heard it, Mitch. And I and I don't like bringing it up on this podcast, but it's something that it, it was something, but because this Cavs offseason has been pretty quiet otherwise. They wanted a future draft pick, which we really don't have many of. No, and our top two big man, one who was robbed of rookie of the year two years ago, and 
significantly improved. And Jared Allen, who's a force in the paint for a guy who averages 16 points per game in his career. I know we need a three, Mitch. Yeah. Trust me, I do. You can go get a three that's probably just a little bit lesser of Tobias Harris for a few million dollars. That, that was outrageous when I saw that. And I had to make sure it wasn't a typo. And then when I saw multiple outlets report it, I thought Daryl Morey lost his mind. <laughs> because what? what first off, what, why do they need two other big men when they have Joel Embiid? Well, is, are one of them going to play the three? It made no sense whatsoever. Are they going to package one of them in a trade to Houston that, with James Harden? That's what I think they would like, have done. There is absolutely no way, shape, or form Kobe Altman would have done that. Kobe Altman, Mitch, has really not fleeced or gotten fleeced in any trades. If anything, he fleeces the team he trades with sometimes. When you look at the, the guys he'd gotten back. Now, when we were in the lesser years before uh, Garland really came onto the scene, mm -hmm. before we had Allen and Mobley, like, yeah, some of those trades we had, it was money saving moves. Like I think Dante Exum, like that was never going to put us over the top, but I, I don't understand what Philly was thinking. If they really want to move off a guy who's owed almost $40 million, they're not going to get those type of players back in return for Tobias Harris. Yeah. We're talking about a future all-star, a future star in Evan Mobley, a one-time all-star in def uh, defensive force to be reckoned with in the paint with Jared Allen in a draft pick. That makes no sense. There's plenty of guys the Cavaliers can go after in free agency that I think can just do what he does. And I don't know if you saw, but Tobias Harris then clapped back last night at yes. Philly fans yes. in an interview saying they would trade me for a crumble cookie, but you're not going to find a guy who's my size. that can shoot 40% from three and do all these other things. But in reality, Mitch, he was not, not a player we ever talked about in the playoffs for Philly different semifinals. It was Tyrese Maxey, James Harden, Joel Embiid, occasionally PJ Tucker, and then probably Tobias Harris. You're talking about the fourth player on a team, and you want two starters and a future pick. It doesn't make sense, but it is a dry. It's a dry season. Like there's not a whole lot going on right now. Free agency starts Friday night at six. Yes. That's when things are going to get really out of control. You're going to hear a lot of rumors. Chris Middleton, for example, with the Bucks declined his 40 million player option. I'm really intrigued to see where he goes or what kind of deal he gets. You have other guys out there. The Celtics have made moves. Obviously, Chris Paul gets traded. Bradley Beal goes to the Suns. I mean, the whole Dame Lillard sweepstakes. If he's going to go, is he going to stay? What's going to happen there? There's so much uncertainty and it almost seemed like an April fool's joke only in June. That's practically what it felt like. Two things. Number one, uh, Harris, it, it should be noted is an investor in several crumble cookie franchises, according to this article I'm reading from CBS sports. So that was, that was also his way of getting the brand out there. Number two, like, I don't care how casual a fan you are. You're going to trade a guy for like, I have not had crumble cookies yet. I know we've had, we've talked about cookies on this show before, um there's obviously the one that just opened up in north canton a while back um i will have to try it someday i would trade oh yeah i would trade tobias harris for an insomnia cookie but i don't necessarily know about crumble yet because well, yeah you you gotta try crumble i think you i think you'd be in agree you you'd agree that you would trade him for a crumble cookie because i know that they, they're, they're that the thing is that they're really big right they have like they're really like they're absurdly big i, I i'll i'll look into it for sure but like you go into an insomnia at one in the morning and you get yourself some two chocolate That's chunk 
melted chocolate chunk cookies. Get like a bottle of milk or some ice cream with it. Hmm. Wait, we got to take a break before I self-combust on, well, on, on. Uh, camera. <laughs> Bef- before before we take a break, and then you can think about the cookies, right. and we'll figure out how to get you crumble cookies. There was a report out yesterday, Mitch. I wanted to make sure I brought this up. Brian Winhurst. Ah. Obviously, we are very familiar with Brian. Covered LeBron his entire career. One of the best in the NBA works for ESPN. He's the one last year who had a meme when he was pointing like this, knowing something was up. And sure enough, the Cavaliers trade, that's actually spot on. Uh, Sure enough, the Cavs trade for Donovan Mitchell. Now, yesterday, he says the Cavs are working on some, and I quote, outlandish, unquote, moves, some of which he would not go into detail for. What all do you take from that? And I'm only asking you because we are talking about the Cleveland Cavaliers here. What type of moves could you see? Because now, all of a sudden, after he said that, there's been a lot of people on TikTok or social media that aren't necessarily qualified saying, could the Cavs make another big splash trade? whether that's trading Garland or Allen. I don't think Mobley is even available unless you're getting a top 15 player back. No. Do you think the Cavs are in a spot to where they can make another outlandish move and surprise the entire NBA and pair somebody up with Donovan Mitchell? Mm, I th- I think if you're, if you're talking about unavailable players via trade for the, for the Cavs, it's obviously Donovan, Donovan Mitchell, uh, Evan Mobley, Darius Garland, uh, and then that's it. I think those are the guys that you cannot, like they're under no circumstances, unless you're trading for, uh, unless the Milwaukee Bucks call you up and be like, hey, you want Giannis Antetokounmpo? And that those are the guys that you can send up, but that's not happening. Uh, everything else is is definitely on the table. And as far as what could potentially happen, I, I, I'm, I'm kind of still juries out for me on Windhorse claims because the man did call it last year. I just I'm wondering what the Cavaliers can really do at this point to just throw this NBA offseason for a loop. Uh, you know, I saw a bunch of stuff on yesterday. People were posting memes about it. Even somebody posted a picture of Paul George in a Cavaliers uniform. I'm like, oh, that's hilarious. Um, I don't know. Just kind of unless there's something that can really be brokered that's unbelievable. Stick to what you got right now. You have your team from this year. You won 50 some games. You got to the playoffs. You have a guy that if he has his head on straight could be a potential steal. And uh, I, I, I'm just, I, I'm kind of settled with where we are right now, but again, things, things could happen, especially you mentioned Friday with the uh, free agency coming to term. Yeah. We'll have to wait and see. I just wonder what player out there could the Cavs go get without giving up a core group. And so that leads me to this one because there's a player out there that everyone's talking about if he's traded, he's only going to one team. That's Dame Lillard. Mm, Is there a world in which the Cavs would package Allen and Garland for Dame Lillard? Ooh, Allen and Garland for, for Lillard. You don't think Allen and Mitchell? No, I think, I think they would stay with Mitchell. I I would be shocked if they traded Mitchell. I really would be. Think about this. Think about this. There's less investment in Mitchell than there is in Garland right now. And if you get rid of Mitchell, then he stays there for about a year or two before probably signing with New York or somebody else. Or if you get really good, maybe right. you can come back. That's the thing. I, with Garland, there's more investment in him. He's younger. He's still developing. I'd rather keep stay, stay on with him than I would with Mitchell. And I love Mitchell. I love that he's here. I think he's I the number too. one guy. 
I would too. But to your point, if you trade Donovan Mitchell out there, he's probably a one-year rental if you want to get anything back for him because yeah. he's not the type of guy. We know he's had wandering eyes. We know he's from New York. And I'm not really worried okay. about him leaving us right now. But I look at it as who would the Blazers rather have in terms of building something there, which to me would be Garland. He's younger. He's under contract for a little bit longer. But I'm just throwing it out there because right. I, Paul George to me, Mitch, is not a guy that's really going to put us over the hump. No. There was the other hypothetical that is it Kyrie Irving. No, it's not Kyrie Irving. You know, that, that one was crazy. Mikel Bridges from the Nets. Is he worth us trading two of our top five players? I don't think so. We'll have to wait and see. But for Winhurst to say that, I feel like you almost have to think outside the box. And Dame Lillard really has only been linked to Miami mm -hmm. or staying in Portland. And so could that be a place you look for? Could it be a sign and trade for someone like Chris Middleton? I don't know. Ooh, okay. Yes, I'm throwing I'm throwing a lot of options out there right now to get Cavs fans riled up and thinking. But typically, you always have a move made in the NBA offseason that you do not see coming. Could, and this yeah. is one that I think is a possibility. Now, really quick before we go to break, do you think the Blazers would have enough leverage to warrant that sort of deal because we saw with Washington getting rid of Bradley Beal that team had no leverage they had an awful contract an awful uh, team and they essentially gave him up for for pocket change you do you think that Portland would be able to avoid that sort of uh situation even though the even even though if they got rid of Dame it's obviously a rebuild I think they would specifically if Dame Lillard comes to them and says hey I want to go here mm. I think they're going to do right with Dame Lillard. And I think if Damian Lillard says, hey, I want to stay loyal, I want to stay here, I'm not going anywhere, then yes, he's staying. But at the same time, if he comes in and says, hey, I want to go here and I want to play with XYZ, that means those guys are not on the table for a trade. They kind of have to. And look, he has a massive deal, but it's not a bad deal when you look at the type of player Dame Lillard is. He oh. will be owed $45.6 million this year. And he has a player option for next year of $48.7 I don't think he would decline $48 million, but at the same time, I don't know. I've seen a lot of NBA players decline a lot of money before. It's just a hypothetical because now Brian Winterhurst has me thinking. <laughs> and only other thing I'll say is, no, we're not trading for LeBron. I don't care if he just uh... absolutely doubled his house in Los Angeles and he's getting – remodeling done in his bath home with upgraded security there. I really don't care, but just saying, just saying, we'll see if Brian hurt when Hurst is right. Just saying. Two years in a row. All right, we'll take a break. When we come back, we'll go over some college baseball stuff and whatever comes to our minds in the last segment. Stay with us. Hey there, folks. This is Mitch Spinell, and I want to give you guys a quick message regarding 988. If you don't know what 988 is, it was created to make it easier to remember how to get help in the event of a mental health or addiction crisis. This is different than a medical, fire, or police emergency where 911 should still be called immediately. 988 connects you with Star County's Crisis Center, which is equipped to help people in emotional distress or experiencing a mental health or addiction crisis. So remember, 911 for medical, fire, and police emergency help, and 988 for support in overcoming a mental health crisis in Stark County. Are you trying to increase your speed, quickness, vertical leap, and agility? If so, NST Sports Performance is for you. 
NST trains athletes ages 5 through pro. NST designs each program specific to the athlete's needs, goals, and sports. For more, visit nstsports.com. Locations in North Canton and New Philadelphia. It's nstsports.com. It takes a lot of practice to have a winning team. Alban Title has over 100 years of combined experience handling real estate, title, and escrow transactions. They serve Tuscarawas, Stark, Carroll, Harrison Counties, and more. So choose Alban Title for your next home refinance, sale, or purchase. They'll get it done quickly and professionally. Contact Alban Title at 330-334-5800 or visit their website, albantitle.com. Let them put their experience to work for you. Hard work is something you're accustomed to. Van Nostrand Young understands that principle. Our access is achieved with organizations like Grange Insurance. Safety and prevention specialists utilize our Van Can assessments process to ensure that you and your colleagues are in the best hands. You want the safest environment for your business, and we can guide you there. Call Van Nostrand Young Insurance in North Canton at 330-497-1867. If you're purchasing a new home, the team at Hartzler's Quality Housing is here to help. Take advantage of record low interest rates to make your new home a reality. Locally owned and operated since 1978, Hartzler's Quality Housing has the experience to guide you through the process. You'll find a wide selection of model homes on site to fit any budget. Open six days a week just off I-77. You can also visit them online at Hartzlers.com. Hartzlers Quality Housing. Quality from start to finish. You deserve the best. And at Ferris Chevrolet, Buick Cadillac Toyota, that's what you get. We consider you the customer to be part of our family. Anybody can make promises, but when you visit Ferris, you get the Ferris deal from a Ferris wheel. So if you're looking for a car, truck, or van, think Ferris. Think Ferris. Wendy's without the Wendy's app is like nugs without the sauce. <gasps> or a Frosty without the fries. <gasps> or a hamburger without the fresh beef. No! Level eight. Get the app to order ahead, order delivery, earn free food, and get app-exclusive offers. One app, all the Wendy's. Offer for a limited time at participating Wendy's. Terms apply. App registration required. Fresh beef available in the contiguous U.S., Alaska, and Canada. Get out of the dugout and onto the field with help from Velocity Sports. Velocity Sports is a baseball and softball training academy with locations in North Canton and Canal Fulton. Our new Canal Fulton features 10,000 square feet of training space with six cages for hitting and pitching and a large commercial weight room. Velocity Sports will sharpen your skills and get you in the starting lineup. For more info, go to velosportsohio.com. Turning 65 soon or already on Medicare? Hummel Group can help you explore your options and find a plan that fits your unique health care needs and budget. Our experienced agents provide personalized advice and help you compare plans from top insurance carriers for free. We're here to help you find the Medicare plan that's right for you. Visit HummelHelps.com or call 800-860-1060 to speak to an agent about Medicare. Don't just get insurance, get Hummel. 
And we're back here on the Big Time Sports Podcast Show. Mitch Spinella, Mitchell Bala. Mitch, before we get into the topic we're talking about, I can't stop watching Shohei Otani's game last night. I couldn't, I can't stop physically watching it because the man struck out 10 batters, hit a home run, and then hit another home run after he chipped a nail. The man cannot stop playing legendary baseball. I, I don't think he's physically capable of playing bad baseball at this point. Yeah, Mitch, I was actually going to use that as my fact of the day, more of a mm. statement saying he's the greatest baseball player of all time we've ever seen. So that's going to be what I'm going to say now. We've never seen anything like it. And it's absolutely remarkable. And really, I think he's almost setting a wave for the next generation of baseball players and Major League Baseball teams to almost allow two-way players. Oh, yeah. I'm not saying they're going to be as good as Shohei Otani, but... No. I remember Brendan McKay, a player at Louisville. He got drafted by the Rays as a two-way player. Now, he has not had the career shape shake out the way he wanted it to, but he was really the first player that was going to try to be a two-way player at the major league level. Didn't work out, but at the same time, now you're seeing it more and more at college. Uh, Caglione for Florida, a team that just was in the College World Series, Mitch. Left-handed pitcher, first baseman, power bat. And he throws at 98 miles per hour, and he also hits home runs. You're going to see a little bit more and more, not everywhere, but you're going to see it a little more often now where I think teams are going to have to draft guys, see if they can play two-way, and then figure out where they would actually send them in terms of either as a position player or pitcher. But with what Shohei Otani's doing, it's not out of the realm of possibility. He has the biggest contract ever in the history of professional sports and the largest deal ever that'll ever be seen because I don't know if you can find a player that's worth more than what Shohei Otani is worth to the Angels right now. I also don't even think the Angels can consider trading him because I don't know if you can get enough back for what he has provided you unless you can get three great pitchers to frontline your rotation and a power bat to back up Mike Trout. Shohei Otani is unreal. It's, it's abs- just give him the MVP now because that's what he is. He's the most valuable player. The Angels are kind of still hanging around the wild card. He is a generational player and, in my opinion, the best player we've ever seen. I, I, I was going to say about the Angels, like, I don't think I don't think there's any chance at this point he's returning to, to the Anaheim next year. He'll probably sign off with uh, objectively more of a contender who can give him probably the money that he deserves, whether it's in that $500 million north range. Um, probably the Dodgers. Especially with, uh, yeah, especially with, if the Angels bought him out at this point in the season, he's going to get traded by the deadline. But time will tell who that's going to be, too. And then we'll see what happens this offseason when the craze is going to be who's he going to sign with, who's he going to sign with. But, we, but we'll, we'll we'll figure it out eventually. And um, another one really quickly, because we have a number of topics yet, too, here. This Alex Manoa thing. Did you see this yesterday? I did. Alex Manoa was an all-star for Toronto last season, and he gave up 11 runs in a rookie ball game in the Florida complex league. I don't, I don't know how that happens. Like this guy was a Cy Young candidate last season and is, I don't know if it's a confidence thing, if it's a physical thing, like what, what, what goes on? How do you have that fast of a fall? I think it's everything. I think it's a confidence thing. I think it's a physical thing. The question is how hard did he work in the off season? You know, a guy that gets a taste of that success. Sometimes Mitch can be very content. Other guys can want to be better. And I'm not saying that he did get content, but you have to wonder, did he? Did he really work that hard in the offseason? 
he's a very putting it nicely. He's a, he's a big pitcher. And so how much did he take into account in the off season of staying in shape? How much did the whole substance in terms of, of spider tack and pine tar and rosin and sweat play a factor now that they've really cracked down on it. I know last year that was a thing, but you've seen a number of guys this year already get punished for it. Like Max Scherzer, right? Did he maybe get away with it a few times last year and it helped him? But even if he did, he still had to be good enough to get up there without it. Yeah. And now he has just had one of the fastest falls that we've ever seen from an all-star pitcher. And that's, what's crazy about baseball Yeah, is that's what can happen in such a short time. We're not even talking about a full season. We're talking about three months. He has fallen completely flat, flat on his face. They were hoping to send him down to the minors and he'd get confidence back, show improvement. And it's getting worse, Mitch. Well, well, with this, number one, I don't know if there was any incidents with Manoa last year involving substances. I don't know if he got uh, cracked down or, or thrown out of a game for anything like that. So I can't say that's the case. The, the biggest things yeah. that I saw on from the, the nobodies on Twitter were wait, wait and uh, pitch clock. Because this is a guy that operated uh, slower than the pitch clock last season. We, I mean, we saw here in Cleveland with James Karinchek, and who knows what's going to happen with, with James. This guy just kind of struggled with the pitch clock this year, and it's it just hasn't gotten better. You you hope you hope to see him try and get some some of his game back, but at the same time, that's just a really that's a tough tough look for any baseball player to go through that. All right, College World Series officially in the books. Last night, L- or Monday night, LSU responding in a way that I didn't think they would. Like that team got shellacked in game two against Florida, all SEC matchup, and then beat the brakes off the Gators and just were able to capture their first title since 2009. You congratulate the, the Tigers who have been on a big run here lately. College football championship four years ago, uh, women's basketball championship this past year, college baseball. You know, Baton Rouge has been a party central uh, in the last couple of years so far, and uh, for good reason. I mean, this this was the team that outlasted everybody, beat top-ranked Wake Forest, and earned themselves a championship. There were the people out there on Sunday, Mitch, that wondered when Florida was up, you know, 16 to 4, when were they going to call off the dogs? This is a team that was still stealing bases in the seventh. Yeah. The only reason I mention that is because – there's obviously days in baseball that are not your day. It was not LSU's day on Sunday, but there is a point in which you can do more harm to yourself by inflating the score to give a team something to rally around. And it's almost like that's what Florida did to LSU on Sunday. And LSU rallied around the fact they lost by 20 runs. And then they came out and took it to Florida. Now Florida was up two nothing after a two run shot in the first inning and this, I had an issue with the whole broadcast saying, oh, this has really been all LSU since the first. No, Florida was up to nothing. Caglione struggled. They try to get him out. It's all, all hands on. Fair enough, he was getting ready when it was close, but. An 18 to four win in game three is an absolute statement. And for LSU who had the golden spikes winner, which is the best player in college baseball all year. And Dylan Cruz, who Mitch probably will go top five in the MLB draft in a couple of weeks. 
they left absolute no doubt about how good of a team they were. And they just showed you what baseball is. They had an off day on Sunday, give credit to Florida and the 24 to four win. If you're Florida, it was just unfortunate. LSU was just the better team. You don't go on the roll that LSU was going on in the college world series playoffs, being the regionals and the super regionals. And then the college world series, if you're not a good team and they were dominant on the mound and they had the bats to back it up with Tommy tanks, Dylan Cruz. I mean, it was just an insane lineup and LSU finally captures their first college world series title since 2009. It had been that long for a, really much a powerhouse in college baseball when you think about it. And you look at some of the players that are in the major leagues that went to LSU. This was a team that was just in a little bit of a drought and now they woke up. And what's funny is don't forget the last time LSU was in the college world series final, Florida beat them. And so now LSU got to flip the script and beat Florida in the college world series final to win the national championship. And what a season college baseball was. I know it's not the, the most appealing sport to people, but the College World Series in and of itself, Mitch, may have been one of the best ones we've ever seen in our lifetime. The amount of one-run games, the flair for dramatics, the home runs, the pitching matchups. I mean, the Wake Forest LSU game in a winner-take-all, Paul Skeens versus, and his name's escaping me for Wake Forest, was sensational. It was incredible. And that's baseball at its highest level. You're going to see a number of those guys from the final eight teams in the College World Series, Mitch get drafted in the next week or so in the first and second round. You're going to see a number of these players play at the major league level, I believe. And Paul Skeens is unreal. I think he is the best pitcher I've seen in college baseball in my lifetime. And I'm not agreeing with what the broadcasters say because you don't see it often. I know we've talked about this before about if he gets taken number one overall and the pirates are still in contention, does he go right to the majors? I don't think that's even realistic unlike he's the first player we've ever had to have this real conversation about with it so there is the small chance it happens but this was just a dominant run from lsu and generally mitch you've seen it before with like coastal carolina i believe in 2016 vanderbilt the two championships they've won in the past when you win the college world series a lot more recruits want to go there this team is going to be reloading and they're going to be a force to be reckoned with now for the next number of years. And we actually have a kid in Ohio goes to Cincinnati Moeller, one of the starting pitchers in the state championship game, who is an LSU commit. This is going to be fun now, especially just with the with all the different types of teams we had. Look at Oral Roberts. Nobody expected Oral Roberts against the College World Series. Nope. And not only that, but they made a little bit of a run. They had the most come from behind wins. After the seventh inning, I believe, in college baseball this year. And then you had Virginia, on the other hand, who had the most, or any time after the seventh inning they were leading, they didn't lose until they did in the College World Series. It's college baseball is so much fun. The College World Series is a blast. And although it was a blowout the last two games, yeah, but it says baseball is boring. You couldn't have said it was boring there because you had 28 runs scored and then 22 runs scored. So it, it was a a lot of fun and LSU really from the end of the regular season into the SEC tournament, Mitch, they flipped a switch and they dominated yeah, everybody. Absolutely. They played. absolutely didn't, you know, it's it, college baseball and college softball. Once you get the tournaments rolled around are two of the most underrated sports uh, experiences you'll get 
in a calendar year. The last story I wanted to get to before we signed off. First of all, if you're not following this guy from the New York Post, sports media reporter Andrew Markin, he is one of my favorite people to follow because he gets a lot of the, the best scoops involving sports television and the media members. Uh, there is a story that he actually posted I believe it was on Tuesday regarding what might be of the NBA's media uh, rights deals, which are set to expire after the 24, 25 season. Uh, According to a report, the NBA is looking to triple its rights fees to between seven and $8 billion annually, which could lead to other uh, networks becoming more in the mix. Now we know the current slate is ESPN slash ABC. They usually cover a lot of the playoff games, including the NBA finals. You have the NBA on TNT, who does a lot of the postseason as well, and is arguably the more popular network when it comes into the regular season. And then you have stuff like on NBA Network, but that's the NBA TV, I mean, but that's pretty much it. Well, now it seems as if ESPN and ABC are going to be in that mix, though not without stiff competition, according to Markin. NBC, NBC reportedly wants back end basketball, while Warner Brothers Discovery has kind of waffled on the interest. And there might be reported interest from streamers like Amazon. So market reports that uh, it might be TNT getting Tuesday night games, Thursday get going to Amazon, possibly even Apple TV, but Thursday might be Amazon. And then ESPN would cut down the amount of regular season games, which will be happy for a lot of people because they won't have to see the Lakers or any of the, the, the front running teams as much. Uh, and then the in-season tournament could be anybody's guess because the in-season tournament is going to be coming up here very soon. We might see a return of round ball rock uh, from NBC, uh, which I didn't know was a full admission. I thought that song for years was just from the song that Nelly put out in 2005. I didn't know that that was the NBC theme for many years until then. That's my fault. Um, and it's interesting because we might be seeing it's not a monopolization because that would be really just for one network if they had all the NBA games, but it will be interesting to see it kind of spread out more from what we've seen in the past couple of years and to see if these networks can provide a quality broadcast for the NBA. Yeah, I'm actually very intrigued and we've seen it now in the NFL, Mitch, all these new networks wanting to get in on it, right? The money is insane. And for all these leagues and associations, they're not going to turn down the money as long as it makes sense, right? We see the issue now with major league baseball and the uh, regional networks, specifically our team here in Cleveland Valley sports, but for the NBA, I think it'd be good to get kind of a new blood in there, right? Some new voices calling these big time games. And really I'm to your point about ESPN, not always having the Lakers, the Warriors, the Celtics, you know, the teams that we see every single week, it seems like during the NBA season that, Sometimes those teams are just bad. I would be intrigued to see what NBC would would do and what type of teams they'd go after. And, you know, our Cavs are probably going to get more primetime games now moving forward. I would be intrigued to see what it's like on NBC or Apple TV and Amazon and, and everything like that. And I, as long as TNT still gets games I can watch inside the NBA, Mitch, I'm happy. I don't care. If they want to buy all the NBA games, I'd do it, please. I would love to watch Chuck... Charles, you know, Kenny, the jet Shaq, Ernie, and the other guys they have there, like Dwayne Wade, Candace Parker. I know I'm missing a few Jamal Crawford. I, I could watch that every day. So, I mean, if there's any way that Turner sports and TNT want to get in, just buy all the games, by all means, please do that. If not, I'm intrigued to see what type of personalities and former players they could get as color commentators for that network. I know they would never do this because they're not, 
they don't have the major uh, legacy networks deal like the NFL has, where you have CBS, Fox, uh, uh, ESPN, ABC, and NBC. But if they could rotate the finals every year from like this much of networks where it goes ESPN, ABC, then TNT, and then the streaming ones, that would be too complicated. That would be such an interesting idea, but it would never happen. Well, reportedly from Markin, it says it's possible that NBC might try to do Sunday night basketball, right? For this after Sunday night football. Now, Mitch Sunday night football is the latest starting primetime game on the slate in a given week during the NFL season. It starts at 820 every week. Like, I know ESPN does the doubleheader games where you have the eight o'clock game and then the game we can't stay up for pretty much all the time. That's a that's a bold move to try and capitalize on your West Coast viewership, almost exclusively going to be West Coast teams throughout the rest that part of the season. It would have to be. You're not going to get a, you're not going to get a Celtics Knicks matchup tipping no. off at 11:30 p.m. on a Sunday night. Um, that would be wild. At the same time, though, would it make sense in terms of money for that network to buy into there? And then how much money could they get back from revenue partners and, and you know businesses to really air their commercials during that time? Because really, Mitch, we've seen it before out here on the East Coast. Sometimes you're only limiting things with partners to the East Coast audience. Other times, just the West Coast. Coast. Uh, you're literally limiting yourself here to just the West Coast audience if you did that. It would be a great idea, but... I would have to imagine the viewership numbers would not be what they would want because half the country is asleep. I'm not going to stay up for it. Even if the Cavs play at 1130 at night in a Sunday night, Mitch, I'm probably not staying up for that. I'm not going to stay up till 130 in the morning. Okay. So, uh, so uh, yeah, so I'm reading it here. It says, uh, you market says you won't have Thursday night basketball until the football season ends. Makes sense. And you're not competing with it. Uh, then Amazon tries to own Thursday nights throughout the entire year. Uh, there's a relationship there, but Apple is serious. They're serious about the NBA. I mean, they already got MLS. They already got certain Friday night baseball games. Yeah, I, I could see that being a, a case. I, again, the Sunday night thing is very, very interesting to me where it's going to be like that. That's where, you know, you have a, you're going to have a gambling problem. If you're staying up to watch Kings and Suns. And it's one in the morning on a Sunday and you got to go to work the next morning. That's going to be what's the line. Four and a half, four and a half. Ooh. Kings. All right. I might stay for that one. Yeah. Durant's out with an injury. All right. When we come, that's, that's all we have for the, this episode of the big time sports podcast show today. Thank you so much for listening or watching Mitch. I stole your thunder when it came to the fact of the day. Do you have another one in the chamber for us or do you just want to sign off? No, I'm just going to reiterate it. Shohei Otani is the greatest baseball player we've ever seen. He's certainly up there. Uh, Thank you guys for listening or watching the Big Time Sports Podcast Show.